Welcome to Upgrade Engines with Scott Wozniak, where we explore the tools and tactics that drive improvement. If you're hungry for more and better, if you want to move past hype and discuss how, you're in the right place. Change really is possible. Dreams can come true. It may take a while, but you can upgrade anything if you build the right engine. One of the most important skills in self-awareness, in life success, is being able to see yourself clearly. And I don't say this casually. Listen, it might be the hardest skill. It might be of everything I talk about in all the episodes in this podcast, the one that we are worst at. And yes, I say we. I am human like the rest of you. And man, I think the majority of our life, we don't see ourselves honestly. We are limited in what we see. We are biased in what we see. Um, But it's not because we have bad intentions or even that we always uh, don't want to see the truth, like we refuse it, though, though let's be honest, I have definitely done that in the past. I think it's because it is very, very hard to see. Now, why is it so hard to see? First, I think it's because we don't know what it's like to be anyone else. I've only ever been me. You've only ever been you. So everything in your world is through your own filter, your own life experiences. You don't have access to anyone else's normal. I mean, this is a fundamental problem. You think you're normal. So do I. I think I'm normal. I mean, yeah, intellectually, I know there are people different from me, but but my responses, my patterns, these are the normal patterns, right? Because every single second of my life, I have been living inside this frame. So yeah. I'm getting very limited view, and I think it's normal. Everything in my world kind of reinforces that this is standard, because tomorrow I'm going to wake up, and I'm going to have the same frame. So getting out of that frame is very, very difficult. But there's another layer to this, and that's it's hard to see ourselves because our feelings get in the way. Now, let me unpack what I mean by that. I don't think feelings are uh, the enemy, right? They're they're a problem. When I say get in the way, I mean literally visually. Like imagine I'm trying to see something and there's an object between me and the something I'm trying to see. Maybe a better way of saying it is that our feelings are kind of wrapped around our, our the thing we're trying to look at. It's the clothing or the covering or the wrapping that it matters. It's a part of what I'm trying to see, but there's more there than that outer layer. And I'm trying to figure out how to see the whole thing. And the feelings are so obvious and they're in my face. Well, what's the problem with that? Was your feelings are a very small part of your identity, of who you are, what you're good at, what you're not, what's working, what's not. Feelings matter. Listen, if if you skip them, you're not going to, you're going to miss a huge data source. You're going to miss a huge point of figuring yourself out. Um, Feelings are not uh, antagonistic or even extra. They are central, but they are not the whole picture. So the problem is that when I rely on my feelings, then I swing between feeling good about myself and thinking, man, I'm awesome. I got this thing figured out, man. I'm feeling terrible about myself, man. I am an idiot and a moron and I don't even like me. Of course, no one else likes me. And neither of those are true. Uh, Sometimes I've got some parts figured out, but at any one given time, while I might be good at X, Y, and Z, there's a whole bunch of stuff I'm messing up, not good at. And why can I tell you that? Because this is the story of my life. 
My every few years, it seems, I have a revelation. Oh, that area of my life that I thought I had figured out. Yeah. Wow. I've been blowing that one. And then I, I kept thinking, man, I got this figured out. I'm done. Whoo, done. Glad I am now mature and can check all those. Like, oh, well, you know, it's like in my prayer time, God's like, yeah, now that we got that thing sorted, it's time for me to drink, bring this thing up. We, we need to deal with it. Um, and, and there's a lot of layers to here. Like, I, I, don't, I don't assume anymore that I got it figured out. In fact, I, I assume three to five years from now, there'll be at least one discovery that I'll be like, wow. That's wrong, which means something I believe I've got figured out today that I'm good at or I'm right about, it's wrong. At least one thing. And if you look at my life pattern, there's no reason to believe that magically this is the last one. The one I'm working on today is that's the last one and then I'm done. Uh, if anything, I've got dozens and dozens more revelations I need to have to make my life healthier, make my, my eyesight truer. And this isn't just like external skills, like, wow, I don't know how to play that particular chord on the guitar yet. No, no. It's like things I believe about myself, about how I'm supposed to show up in the world, how I'm supposed to manage my own life, my own thinking, and they're wrong. Yeah, those things are going to, that's why, you know, I might learn a dozen tactical things uh, a month. It might be three to five years before I make a big overhaul to an internal thought. But yeah, it's going to happen. It's going to happen a lot which means I am not figured out all the things I think I've figured out. I feel good about them. This is key. You know, it feels like to be wrong, right? What does it feel like to, to be living wrong? Well, the mistake we're all making right now, myself included, is that we're thinking about the moment you realized you used to be wrong. That's not what I was asking. I was asking, what does it feel like to live when you're wrong? You know what it feels like? Being right. That it feels like I got this thing figured out. And then at one moment, there's a revelation. Oh, snap. Now my feelings swing and I feel terrible. Here's the irony. I actually just grew. I actually got better. I'm actually better in that moment. Like I'm a more healthy, mature, respectable person. I should like myself more and I like myself worse. This is just one of a dozen examples, of a hundred examples I could give you on why my feelings are not a verifiable, reliable measure on how well I'm doing. They matter. Listen, if you don't have a tuned into your feelings, you don't have language for your feelings, I've got a feelings wheel, Google it. It uh, starts with five basic words and then each of the words subdivide and subdivide and subdivide and just giving you language to describe your feelings. There's a lot of kinds of mad, from annoyed to enraged to bitter. These are very different things. And if you don't have words for them, yeah, you can't manage them, you can't communicate. It's not just eloquent poetry. It's like managing your own emotions begins with even recognizing them. So feelings matter. And your feelings are not correlated tightly one-to-one -one with your actual performance, identity, and maturity. I go from feeling awesome to feeling awful in the exact moment that many times I go from being immature to more mature. If you are relying on your feelings to figure out if you're doing well then you're going to be in trouble. Feelings are important, but feelings that one of my, my dear friends, he's passed away now, a car accident, which tragically took him when he's still young. But um, man, he made an impact, Mark Simmons. And Mark said uh, my, many profound things, but one of my favorites, he said, man, feelings are like children. I love them and they're really important, but I'm not going to give them the car keys and let them drive me around. 
yeah, I, I think we pay great attention to them. We just don't put them in charge. So how do we see clearly if our own experiences are limited to a very narrow frame and our feelings are often a correlated? Now, sometimes they're aligned and sometimes they're not. There's very loose correlation between our feelings and our actual condition. So we've got to find more reliable sources of insight than how I feel. This is why one of the biggest mistakes in self-awareness is going, sitting alone and journaling about your thoughts. Um, listen, I journal on a regular. Journaling is useful, but journaling is useful when you're taking another more reliable input and reacting to it. If all you journal about is your own feelings, then all you're going to do is more vividly lock in to a unreliable source find a reliable source. Now, what are reliable sources? It might be people you trust, though, keep in mind, they might be more reliable because their feelings are not uh, tied to your scenarios, they, you know, but, but they're still human. So no one person's opinion is you know, true. They have got limited, but hey, you get a pile of people you trust and they all say the same thing. Yeah, I'd start taking that. Hey, there's kind of overlap. Wow. All these people with different frames see this. I need to take some serious about it. But it's also performance measures. Um, everything from getting, you know, you've, you've got watches and phones and things that'll measure your sleep and heart rate and all this stuff, see how my body doing, to how's the, the business world responding to me if I'm doing sales or teaching or putting content out. Or maybe it's talking about how other things are going in my world. I mean, it, you want to talk about how you're doing, pick the output goals. Is it working? Now, None of these are perfectly reliable. This is the problem. If you're looking for the single source you can count on that will give you input, you're going to struggle. Listen, I, I'm a Christian. You might be like, well, God, God could be the one thing you can count on. They say you have my same beliefs as me. Yeah, except, I mean, listen, he's never wrong. He, in my world, right? He, the God I know, if you don't know him, love to talk to you about him, but the God I know, he's never wrong. He's always there. He's faithful. He's good. Well, see, I take this. He's always there. That doesn't mean we always have vivid experiences of him. The Bible's clear with stories of times where God goes quiet, God goes uh, gentle, God pulls back, God deliberately does not answer our question in order to make us process and grow. Remember, God's goal is our character growth, not our comfort. So sometimes he leaves us in a very uncomfortable place um, with giant questions for a while while we sit and soak and process uh, you know, Job is the, the whole story in the Bible about this guy named Job and a bunch of unjust things happen to him. The Bible's clear that it is unjust. God lets uh, kind of Satan do some rough stuff to this guy, keeps him protected from being totally destroyed, but loses a lot of things in his life. And he asks God the grand question and rather than answer it, God's got a great answer. The Bible story shows that God knows what's really going on. God's first thing is like, well, do you trust me? And Job's, Job ultimately comes to a place of saying, I trust you anyway. Now, here's why I'm saying that. Even if you're a Christian and uh, you believe God's got you and he's there for you, that doesn't mean he's going to answer all your questions and, and be the, the source that's going to help you figure it all out. So what I am suggesting is that you need a, a variety of sources, different types of sources, and you, you triangulate, if you will, right? Like they all come from different angles and where the lines overlap, that's it. No one line is going to be enough to give you self-awareness, even something as powerful as your feelings. No, you need a variety of sources. Uh, maybe maybe back to our metaphor of seeing clearly, visual seeing clearly. 
it's like, actually, I could see with my eyes and that sees the skin. That might be my feelings, the outer surface, the skin, the face. That, that's, that's got me some true information. It's not false per se, but it's not complete. I may need to get an x-ray source and an MRI and run a blood test and a dozen other medical tests that you can do, none of which is complete, all of which gives you another slice, a triangulation to say, how am I actually doing? You know, that's a really good analogy to like, how are you doing health-wise? Do you feel good? Well, yeah, that's that's tricky. I mean, certainly if you're, feel, if you're feeling badly, if there's a massive pain and trouble, we should talk about that. That's an that's a important and meaningful signal. But after a really, really hard workout, I feel terrible, right? My muscles ache, I'm breathing hard, I'm exhausted, and my body's actually in a great state. And, and immediately while I'm eating a bowl of ice cream, with syrup and caramel and peanuts and whipped cream. And I mean, oh, I'm getting hungry. Brownie crumbles. I mean, this now you're getting into my jam, right? Like Denali Extreme Maximum Fudge Moose Tracks ice cream. Can I get a witness? That is, in my opinion, the greatest chocolate ice cream that's been invented. Phenomenal stuff. I feel amazing while I'm pounding a bowl of that. Yeah, and I'm actually making my body worse in the process. Yeah, your feelings matter. You know, I got an injury pulling. I should pay attention to that. But don't don't just assume feels good, do more of it. I just eat ice cream all day, every day. That will eventually feel terrible. Feels bad, you should stop. Well, when I'm on the edge pushing reps, like my last episode just talked about, uh, with, it was Connor Steinbrook. Um, when he talked about how I many you push the boundaries. Yeah, maybe those are the most healthy moments. So again, Multiple sources are needed if you want reliable, steady identity. You've got to move past one source, even something as important as feelings. How do you get around your own blind spots? Well, you triangulate with a variety of sources. You can do this. You just pick a little here, little, not every day, all day, a little here, one there, one there. And a bit over time, you just keep collecting a variety of inputs. And when there's a pattern, you take that pattern seriously. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Upgrade Engines with Scott Wozniak. If you want to hear more of my thoughts on life and leadership, you might want to sign up for my weekly newsletter at www.scottwozniak.com slash upgrade. That's S-C-O-T-T-W-O-Z-N-I-A-K dot com slash upgrade. You'll get a cool quote, a deep thought, and a recommendation for something that I use and love. It's not long and it should be fun. The theme is similar to this podcast, but it's not the same content. And if you're a leader who wants to build a legendary brand, you can check out my company's website to learn how we can help at www.swazconsulting.com. That's S-W-O-Z consulting.com. Change really is possible. Dreams can come true. It may take a while, but you can upgrade anything if you build the right engine.